1: I'm Honey German.
0: And I'm Carolina Bermudez. And, and this, this is Life in Spanglish. in Spanglish. And you know we're cooking it up in here. We got that arroz con pollo waiting for you. Why are you looking at me so confused? Because I'm like, what we cooking? We and have I- a stove. <laughs> you got the bajo. I'll get, you know, you got the mangu. We got it all for you at Life in Spanglish. I need a sancocho <laughs> if I'm getting any type of food. Listen and follow on the iHeartRadio app or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio.
2: Everyone, welcome to Mini Crush. The pensive edition. (laughs) Are we pensive? You seem a little pensive. I am pensive. I had a shit morning. What? Yeah. I'm sorry, Chuck. That's all right.
1: You want to talk about it? Not on the air. Okay. (laughs)
2: That's fine. Uh, I'm looking to see when this is going to come out, Noel, and I think... Are we in the new year yet? In podcast time? Yeah, I'm looking. Hold on, everyone. I'm sorry. I'm looking at my uh, little behind-the-scenes thing. We all have... A meta sh- spreadsheet that's right that we have to keep up with for every single show, right? And it says what the date is, what the show is, uh, whether it's recorded or not, a meta description. Yeah, what else is in a there? A title, the potentially title? some keywords, potentially some yeah. keywords. There's a field for it. <laughs> uh, Noel, yes, this is not the new year yet. This Damn should it. be coming out on December 30th, episode number 98. Who? Oh. Oh, Who? Uh. getting very close. Hoo-ah. Inching towards one hundred. hundy. Uh, everyone, get tickets for my Movie Crush Live, SF Sketch Fest, January 19th, Sunday. Audience participation. Uh, we need you out there. I'm going to be walking around with a microphone. You're going to have to come with uh, some prepared materials, so stay tuned for that as well. But uh, we're going to have a good time, so please come out and help us fill whatever tiny little theater that we can uh, get our hands on. Chuck, a buddy of mine had a really good hot take about the Irishman. You
1: want to hear it? Yeah, man. Let's do it. Trying to figure it out. If Robert De Niro and Al Pacino are doing a good representation of tough guys, or if all tough guys are just doing what they've seen Robert De Niro and Al Pacino <laughs> do for literally 8,000 years. That's funny. That's from uh, Peter Peter Dovey on Instagram.
2: Chicken or the egg? Yes.
1: It's okay. I don't either, Chuck.
2: All right. Uh, so, Noel, I'm looking around, as you see, for a Sharpie and a piece of paper, and you know why?
1: No! I mean, <laughs> yay! It's time for Noel's Holes.
2: You want it as a regular? boy <laughs> here's a Sharpie. I got you a Sharpie. Sharpie's great. Right. If you just toss that bad boy. Uh, is there any paper over there?
1: Um, no. There you go. No. No. I can make a paper run real quick. You got... No. There you go. Look at that. Nice.
2: All right, everyone. It's even already like a column. You know what that means. When the Sharpie comes out, that means the holes are going to be explored. It's been a while. It has been a while. And I asked the, uh, the movie crush page what category. We got a lot of good ideas. But uh, we went with Molly Thibodeau because she said movies based on true stories. Ooh, this is going
1: to be a bloodbath.
2: Not necessarily. It's, it's not necessarily biopics. Okay. Uh, they can also be true stories. Just, you know, in general. Yeah. Some of them are biopics. Okay. I bet you've seen more than you think. I love that you say biopic. Instead of biopic? Yeah. I think it's a
1: conscious choice on your part. I think you're rebelling. No, I think a lot of people say biopic. But it's but it's definitely
2: a choice. <laughs> you're in either the biopic camp or the biopic camp. That's true. Yeah. You can't put one foot in each camp. No, you can't. No. can't. Never works. All right, Noel, we're going to get going with 20 holes. Oh, I'm ready. I've got my columns ready. okay. <sighs> 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 Number one. hmm Little movie from Steven Spielberg called Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, I saw that one. All right. What was the guy's name? The, the uh, Abagnale? Frank Abagnale. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken.
1: Real rascal, that one. I quite enjoyed that movie. It was very fun. Mm-hmm. He was a playboy and a conman mm-hmm. and a pilot. Wasn't he a pilot? Well, he, he pretended, pretended to, be. to be a pilot, mm-hmm. but he didn't actually pilot anything. He, he didn't was. pilot anything. He was cutting checks. That's right.
2: Uh, faking checks. Yeah. Fraud. He. Uh, he defrauded a he. He became an attorney, right? I think what a, for a little what while. What a, what a guy! <laughs> and then went on to work for the FBI.
1: That's right. That's to the, that's catch the, people the, like the him.
2: Twist if he could. Number two, Noel. The story of Chris McCandless into the wild. No, Emile Hirsch. Yeah, and the true story of the boy who went missing. No, in the woods. No, I've heard it's good though. Uh, uh, it was. Uh, didn't Eddie Vetter do the soundtrack? Uh, I don't remember. It? I think he did. That sounds about right. I think he did. Uh, number three, Noel, a little movie about being caught between a rock and a hard place, 127 hours. No, I, I purposefully didn't see that because oh, really? he, like,
1: saws his arm off with, like, a pocket knife or something. That is one part of that movie. And I don't care for cutting. <laughs> I don't like cutting. <laughs> yeah. So if I can avoid it, uh, I well, will. I will. Then you probably shouldn't see that movie. It's uh, It's on Delta. Uh, I've considered watching it, but then that moment pops into my head. I'm like, do I need more anxiety right I now? I mean, it's
2: really good. Uh What's-His-Face uh, directed at, you know, Danny Boyle. That's right. So it, it is, you know, let's say the movie's two hours long and the cutting scene is uh, 45 seconds mm-hmm. or so. Yeah. Maybe a minute. Okay. So just park that to the side. Do you
1: see him do it, though? Does it show?
2: Um, There is some, like, you see some of it. I, I can't remember exactly how graphic the it cut. cut away, it. maybe, to his grimacing face, maybe yeah, some blood it splatter. Yeah, but also showed a little bit because it really had to drive home <laughs> what this man did. <laughs>
1: With a little tiny pocket knife, right? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Wild. A dull, very dull pocket ah! knife. Because he used that knife to try and cut himself out. He dulled it on the rocks for days, or not days, because it was only 127 hours. Why did he do that? Um, he was trying to carve away enough rock oh. to get out. He ended up dulling the knife to the point where it was like cutting his arm off with a spoon, basically.
1: Why couldn't he just sharpen it again against the rock? I don't think it
2: works that way. Ah, I yeah. guess you gotta have a. Steel. I think it I think needs to, get to be steel. Specific yes. kind of thing. That makes sense. All right, Noel. Number four, a little movie from our favorite boomer. Are there any
1: big movies on this list?
2: <laughs> big? These are all big. Uh,
1: Raging Bull. Yes. Okay. It's been a long time, but I have seen it. Fantastic. That's sort of prerequisite viewing. You know, like when you're like, I'm going to start watching challenging cinema at like 13. (laughs) You know, you watch Raging Bull and
2: Taxi Driver. Good movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number five, a little movie about everyone's favorite nice guy, Gandhi. Gandalf? Gandhi. Gandhi. Oh, yeah. With uh, Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. You know. That's a no.
1: Wait no no uh, no 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 no! We watched it in and I was I watched it in a class. Oh, but it's very okay. long. It's very long, and I have a memory that we did it in two sittings, and I feel like I was out one of the days. Oh, that's a very so specific I memory. I feel like I've only seen half of it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put
2: that in the no camp. All right, I, I say no. I'm fine with that. That doesn't quite count. You said no first. I did say no.
0: Here's the thing.
2: All right, Noel, a little movie about a football player. Definitely not. Called The Blind Side. No.
1: Okay.
2: Is that right. the one with the with Sandra Bullock? Uh-huh.
1: Where there's like the underprivileged youth mm-hmm. she takes under her wing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, no. not a bad movie. I'm I mean, sure you know, it's
2: not. Very heartwarming. I'm sure it's... Uh, Noel, a little movie from one Mr. Steven Soderbergh called Aaron Brockovich. Is that the one with the toxic... Mm -hmm. Sludge. Julie Roberts, Albert Finney. I have not seen it. Okay. No. All right. You're right. You're not doing great. Although it's not terrible. Okay. Uh, Number eight movie. Still time. Uh, Movie. I just called you movie. (laughs) You could have played that off as just saying the number eight
1: movie. I know. Hey, movie. Yeah. It's like, like, uh, (laughs) what does he say?
2: Uh, What Trump called um, the CEO of Apple. What's his name? uh, Steve Apple. Steve Apple or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. He played that off. No. Uh, I've been doing a fun thing now where every night when my daughter goes to bed, she wants a new story because I made the mistake one time of creating a story out of whole cloth and now every night I want a new story. Oh, wow. So every night I have to come up with a story and they're all, thank God she doesn't realize this, but there's the formula I've got going Yeah. where it's a little girl who does something magnificent, yeah. like, um, built her own house made out of sand, uh-huh. like a life-size house, Aww. or starts her own veterinary service. Chuck. Or uh, last night it was uh, made feather pillows for all the kids in the neighborhood.
1: <gasps> feather pillows? This is the softest feathers. of pillows. <laughs>
2: so they all have the same format, and they're always four and a half years old. And every single time I say, she was four and a half years old, she goes, that's, that's how old I am. <laughs> every night. And then oh, I let Chuck. her name the kid, uh, the girl, and I say, and her name was... And she looks, she does uh, the Steve Carell thing from Anchorman. She looks around the room and says an object as her name. Oh, nice. So, you know, uh, Ceiling Fan was one girl's name. Uh, blue Light was one girl's name. That's, I like Blue Light. That's I, eyeball name. Nose was one of them. That's very clever. So then for the rest of the story, I have to say, and then Eyeball Nose went around collecting feathers. Chuck, you are a, you are a <laughs> top-notch dad. This is great. Well, great stuff. I try, All. But I've screwed Emily because she's like, now, every time I go in there to sing her songs, because Emily usually does songs. She wants a new song. And she's like, I can't think of new songs. Like, not you don't have to write a song, just a song she hasn't heard before. So you're in there panicking because you can't think of a song. Yeah, she doesn't know the entire back catalog of The Carpenters,
1: you know? I mean, pick a deep cut. Do you guys still read together? Not so much. No. Not not at that age. No. no that kind of fades. She's kinda got her own thing. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We
2: do we do lots of stuff together though. Oh, of course. I'm not knocking you because you're not no, no I,
1: know.
2: I, I, mean, I never what, learned to read. Once you get past like I don't know. I guess it varies, but I think once a kid is like seven or eight, yeah. they're probably not don't want to be read to every night. I don't think so. All right, Noel. We're gonna go with a little movie called All the President's Men. That's older, right? Woodward and Bernstein, yeah. Watergate. No, I haven't seen him. Robert Redford. Reb Redford. Did he direct it? President Robert Redford. Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. Watch and Dustin Hoffman. He did not direct it. No. Uh, I believe that was a Sidney uh, Pollock film. Pollock. If i I haven't seen it. All right, Noel. Number nine, a little movie from everyone's favorite boomer, once again, Martin Scorsese, mm-hmm. about Howard Hughes called The Aviator. Yeah, that one's a longy
1: too. Um, I feel like I've seen it. Pretty sure I've seen it. I don't know, man. I'm gonna have to give that. A- I'm gonna. Be- I'm being super honest here. <laughs> I feel like I've well, seen sure. bits of it. Okay. Like in in the wrong order, like maybe from television viewing, but I don't think I've ever tried to watch it on purpose. All right, that's a no. You know how I feel about biopics, Chuck. It's not in my bag. That's why I knew I wasn't going to do super well. I this. thought you didn't like music specific. I just don't like biopics in general. Period. You yeah. don't like movies about real people. Not not most of the time. Very interesting. Not, I mean, it's uh, all right. I've seen good ones, obviously, but sure. when they're really billed as based on the true story of this famous person that did a thing, like yeah, I'm I not just into it, it
2: doesn't really. Yeah. All right, I got it. Uh, number 10, Noel, The King's
1: Speech. Yes, I enjoyed that one very much. Great. Because that's also a story where you're like, that character doesn't loom quite as large, you know, in their, in their consciousness.
2: It's more about the story. It's more than, about uh, the story yeah. than about, like, some guy's life and all the shit that yeah, he did or agreed. didn't do. Yeah. Number 11, Noel, The Great Great Al Pacino uh, Dirty Cop Story, Serpico.
1: I've never seen Serpico. He's the good cop, though.
2: He's the good cop. Yeah.
1: The other cops are dirty.
2: Dirty cops. Good cop. Yeah, exactly. Dirty cop v. good cop. Yeah. All right, Noel, a little Civil War film starring Denzel Washington and Matthew Broderick, Glory. I have not seen Glory. Glory is about the story. Yeah. In fact, I don't think I even knew that was I mean, it was a true story about the division. Right. But I think the characters are actually... It's,
1: the first, it's like the African-American division, right? Mm, correct. In, in uh, the Civil War? Uh-huh. Yes.
2: And boy. And they get, like, credit. They're, like, used as movie. cannon fodder or no?
1: Uh, I don't I It's spoil got a twist. Anything. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, into it. I'm, into really, I'm into it. I'm It's really, really, it. really great. I love Denzel, and I love Matthew Broderick in more serious roles. Mm-hmm. You tend to think of him as kind of a goofball, like, self-deprecating right. nerd. But yeah. it's, I, I
2: know he's got the chops. He's, he's a good actor. He's got the chops? He's got the chops. Got the chops. Right, Noel, number 13... Philip Seymour Hoffman's Capote,
1: love it, all right, love it, great. Because again, that's about a murder. That's about a
2: story. Yeah, I mean, I saw both of those Capote films, right? Uh, and I feel like one was a little more biopicy than the other. I thought Capote with
1: Hoffman was much more about the, the writing of In
2: Cold Blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. Did you see the other one with uh, no Toby? What's his face? Toby Jones.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what his name is. He'll...
2: All right, number fourteen. Null. Little movie about a bunch of astronauts struggling to get back home. Apollo thirteen. I have seen that. Yes, I saw that. Okay, in the theaters. You're coming back. It's any, it's it's anyone's
1: game. Speaking of which, plug real quick. Okay, got a show I've been working on with an outside production company. Really, really. Talented group of folks called Nine Days in July uh, that should be out now by the time you're listening to this, and it is about the Apollo uh, 11 uh, moon landing mission. Yeah, Um, but it uses never before heard audio from the actual mission. Wow, uh, from Mission Control and from on the on the ship. Cool, Um, and it uses it to great effect. And it's a really cool, immersive, like very cool, tense. The stakes are very well established. It's like you know the story,
2: but you've never quite heard it like this so check out nine days in july nine days in july wherever you get podcasts i love it uh all right Noel. on that note a movie that was just out in theaters first man i didn't see it no i haven't either that's about neil right about neil armstrong yeah played by a dead eye a particularly dead-eyed
1: ryan gosling <laughs> <laughs> more dead-eyed than usual he in the trailer he's real like stoic in the trailer yeah i remember looking
2: i love ryan gosling oh he's fantastic i, I, I say that with love uh number 16 noel Everyone's favorite comedy, Schindler's List. It's a laugh riot, uh, first of all. Um, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Okay. It's a wonderful, wonderful Great.
1: movie. I mean, it, one, it's, it's it's obviously harrowing, yeah. but I've never seen it done quite like that before. It's mm-hmm. a very, very special. Film.
2: I thought it was interesting in Watchmen in the uh, fantastic episode six. Yes. In the black and white flashback to Hooded Justice right. and that story, how they kept having the red in the black and white. They talk about that. A clear nod to Schindler's yeah, list. 100%. They, yeah, hundred percent. They they
1: they talk about that in a different scene. Yeah. Where they someone mentions that very thing as though it were like you know, like uh, oh, an did Easter they mention egg. Schindler's list? No, they didn't mention Schindler's list. In this world, like Schindler's List didn't exist. Oh, right, right. It was right. this other thing. Kind right, of, you know? right, yeah, right, right, right. But it was still right. the same
2: technique. That episode was so good. Yeah. Uh, number seventeen Noel, a movie that I still have not seen yet. Hidden Figures. I did
1: see it, okay. and I liked it very, very much. I thought it was really well acted. It like split a really good balance between comedy and like drama. And again, the stakes were pretty well defined, and the casting is just so good. Yeah. I live Octavia uh, Spencer. Is that her name? Uh huh. She's fantastic, and um, Janelle Monae. Like, who knew? Like she was. She's a she's badass. Yeah. yeah, I want to see her in more stuff.
2: Yeah, agreed. All right, Noel, the score right now with three to go is seven yeses and ten no's. Mm. If you sweep the final three, you have hit your 50% mark. Well, we'll see what happens. Little movie called Lion. Nicole Kidman. It's about a little kid, right? About a little kid, no, adoptive. Just, uh, no, see. Okay. So I'm I'm sunk now, but let's keep You're going. Sunk. It's for fun. Yeah, we keep going. You should see Lion. It's uh, devastating. Yeah. All right, no. You use that word like it's some pleasant thing I want to experience. <laughs> it's, it's an emotional journey okay. worth taking. Got it. Let's say that. Uh, a movie about everyone's uh, favorite prime minister. I keep saying that, everyone's favorite. Iron Lady. Well, I thought you were going to say Churchill. No, i was just kidding. Iron Lady, uh, Meryl Streep's portrayal of, uh, what's her face? Maggie Thatcher. Maggie Thatcher. Oh, yeah.
1: She was not, a lot of people did not care for her.
2: I did not see that film. I didn't see it either. Okay. I just
1: mean a lot of people didn't care for Maggie Thatcher. No, I know. I was just kidding. Like, uh, what's what's his name? Um, Pink Floyd does a lot of digs at old Maggie. Oh, uh, Roger Waters? Roger Waters does not care for Maggie Thatcher.
2: He didn't care for a lot of things. That's
1: all. He's a cranky old man. All
2: right, Noel. We're going to finish up finally with number 20. A great, great film about John Lennon's youth called Nowhere Boy.
1: Nope. Never even heard of it. Alrighty. Who directed that? What's that? What's the deal with Nowhere Boy?
2: Uh, Let me look. Who directed? Is that older? I have never heard of that in my life. It was out. um, It was smaller. Uh, It was out in two thousand nine. Coming of age film about John Lennon, uh, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Hmm. It's really good. It's uh to show the Humberg days, like the early Beatles
1: days. And yeah, stuff? and
2: even earlier, uh like young teenagers and their skiffle band that would they would play on like right. a flatbed trailer and uh it's good stuff. But it's mainly about John Lennon and his relationship with his uh, grandmother and his mother. Interesting and his aunt. I didn't know about any of that. Yeah, it's really, really fine film. All right, no. Final score uh thirteen to seven. So I, I kind of forgot that Biopics we're not your jam. Right. So that was heavily weighted it's fine. against you.
1: It's fine. I typically do okay. All this, apologies. Uh, I, no, no no, no reason for apologies. I, I did have a feeling up front that I was gonna maybe my performance would, would, would uh, flag on this <laughs> one. Hey,
0: I'm Joe Levy, and on the latest episode of Inside the Studio, I sat down with one of the all-time great singer-songwriters, James Taylor. We talked about his new album, where his music comes from, and how telling his life story through his songs
2: has helped him. Music saved my life, but I was lucky also to survive. I did some very stupid, some, some years that were, were just really
1: high risk, unnecessarily so. And a lot of people around us died, you know. So join
0: me, Joe Levy, editor-at-large at Billboard, for this and other in-depth conversations with the biggest artists in music. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts.
2: All right, now we're going to move on to the Crushers page because—is <laughs> that what we become?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, the Crushers are, are are crushing it. They're charging into battle they on the Crushers page to deliver the content.
2: So on the Crushers page, uh, Rick Swain said, and this is a, a really good question. He said, what, because based on my recent review of The Irishman, that I really wanted to like it and didn't. He said, what movie in your cinematic journey did you really want to like but just didn't? And what it uh, kind of turned out to be was, which I like, is movies that are, generally very well regarded by people that you just couldn't get into.
1: Yeah, because it kind of stacks the deck sometimes. Like if you read all these accolades b- about a movie, or you think you you, you like the director's other work, right. or there's things like that that'll just up your expectations to the point where it's easier to feel let down mm-hmm. if it doesn't hit the mark.
2: Can you think of one that everyone loved that you just couldn't quite get there <sighs> Movie-wise,
1: on? Movie-wise, I'm having a harder time. But I can think of one TV-wise I really wanted to like and just haven't so far. It's that His Dark Materials show on HBO. I have not seen it.
2: My friends love
1: it. They do love it. Okay. I watched two episodes, really wanted to like it, found myself just not caring, and Mm -hmm. now in my mind I'm like, I have no real desire to want to continue watching
2: it. Yeah, you got to do that with TV these days. It's like reading the first uh, 20 pages of a book. Like, if it's not grabbing you, just put it down. Yeah. Move on to a different book. Right. Um,
1: but that's the cl- – I, I can't think of a movie like that because I typically vet movies pretty well where I go – and I mean, that sounds stupid. It sounds like I'm just like, you know, not trying to be adventurous or whatever. But I, I don't know. I, I, I know what I like. I tend to be excited about things that I think are yeah. going to work for me. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I'm not usually let down yeah. uh, dramatically anyway. So I can't, I'll, I'll try to think as you go on. but
2: Yeah. Irishman was one for me. And you know what movie I finally got around to? Uh, was Isle of Dogs. Yeah. That everything about it says, Oh, Chuck, you will love it. It's about dogs. Right. It's stop motion animation. Right. It's Wes Anderson. It stars all your famous your favorite people. Right. Uh it just didn't do it for me. Interesting. I was did you like it? I did. I mean I, I, did. I didn't hate it, but I was just kinda like, all right. It didn't really like draw me in. I did. It was very
1: um. Very dry Mm -hmm. and very matter of fact. Uh, But then again, so was Fantastic Mr. Fox. It wasn't, it was just a little darker and more dystopian maybe. Yeah. And a little mean spirited at times just because of how like bedraggled and sort of like, you Mm -hmm. know, uh,
2: jacked up the dog's look and the garbage island and all that stuff. (laughs) I mean, I I liked a lot of it. Trust me. Yeah. There were a lot of parts I liked and it looked amazing. Yeah. I I enjoyed it. I, I
1: don't. Think of it in my mind as, like, I wouldn't watch it again necessarily, Mm, whereas Fantastic Mr. Fox, I would, because it's sort of a romp. It's a fun, feel-good kind of movie, whereas Isle of Dogs is less so, maybe. Agreed. That's that's the only, yeah.
2: All right. Uh, Rick Swain himself says, uh, The Hobbit movies, uh, Lord of the Rings, are my all-time favorite, and I really, really wanted to like The Hobbit. But outside Mm -hmm. of Martin Freeman and a few scenes here and there, I was severely disappointed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Beth Thielman says, Tree of Life.
1: Ah, that's one for me.
2: Yeah. That's one for me. It was okay, but I I don't know. I think a lot of people say it's a masterpiece. and Yeah. I found it incredibly
1: pretentious and boring.
2: Yeah. I didn't love it.
1: Yeah. His new movie looks great. It looks great. It also looks like it's got a fucking story.
2: Yeah. Zing. <laughs> uh, David Wilder says, I might get a lot of hate here, but I did not love Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I thought it was good. But everyone else thinks it was the best thing ever. I've heard that from some folks. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, I did too. Had a, such a good conversation with Annie about that.
1: Oh, well, she's got all the inside scoop.
2: Yeah, man. She's a delight. <laughs> yeah, she's great. Uh, Jimmy Rutherford says, I know it's heresy, but any of the Star Wars films, uh, I just never watched them under the right circumstances. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, you know my position. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan. You're medium. Yeah. I like
1: I like I like them, and I actually like the the newer stuff almost better. Like not better that's 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 a stretch. I just mean I've always found it to be a bit of a schlocky kind of uh, you know soap opera-y kind of thing. Like I don't think it's like a masterpiece of cinema. I feel like it gets elevated to this like sacred cow kind of place when it really
2: never was that to begin with. You know
1: I don't know. All right, all right, <laughs> Chuck.
2: No, I mean, you know, uh, I've said it before. They're, they're not the greatest movies ever made. They got heart. <laughs> they definitely have heart. <laughs> Matt Underwood says, The Talented Mr. Ripley. Hmm. I enjoyed that movie. I did too. Uh, Trevor Halperin says, Everyone is raving about Parasite. I just didn't think it was that good. Oof. Have, have you seen, seen it yet, Chuck? I have not. It's, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Anastasia Bowden says, Roma. Maybe I just need to watch it again, she says.
1: No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, you still haven't seen that movie. Mm-hmm.
2: You really loved it, though, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam Shortway says every single Kubrick movie hated every one of them. Not a single redeeming <laughs> trait to any of those wastes of time. <laughs> 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 Wowzer! I don't know if I'm being trolled or not. Wowzer, uh, Adam. Uh, if you're trolling, well done. But you know, maybe that's just not your bag. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. Not a single. Not a single redeeming. <laughs> that's
1: that's to those on. wastes of time. That just sounds like someone who just doesn't want to. See the good in, in anything.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, old friend Champ Rosato says, "Brokeback Mountain." Big fan of the cast. I just never believed in the love. Huh?
1: How did you feel about that film, Chuck? I loved it. I haven't seen it.
2: I totally believed it. I thought it was a beautiful, beautiful. That's what love people story. say. People yeah.
1: say that's the whole. That's the whole thing. Like it, it wouldn't have worked if the the relationship dynamics hadn't have felt right, especially since these are two. Big Hollywood macho dudes, yeah. kind of. And the fact that they like put them in the situation and make it believable, that to me seems to be what grabbed people about the movie, you know?
2: Yeah, it was just whew, devastating film. Uh, Tim McGavick says, Godfather. I don't think he's bad by any means. I actually really like it, but I just don't love it. Okay. Uh, Alex Kavanaugh, No Country for Old Men. Not even in the top 10 Coen Brothers. That's crazy talk. Daniel Quinn Bewley says, Mad Max Fury Road. Had I went to see it by myself, I would have walked out. Waste of time to me, and everyone else loves it. Hmm. Sounds like this guy is not a fan of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, Noel. You're just kicking back over there and dissing on people. <laughs> Sorry. I
1: just, you know, I look... I, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but when you when you unequivocally
2: say something is trash, right. I reserve the right to say you are trash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, old pal Hanu Vasuri says, Bohemian Rhapsody. I love Queen. I was hoping the movie would have been good, but it was just meh. All right. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Adrian Crane says, Gangs of New York. I made it 20 minutes in and brought it right back to Blockbuster. <laughs> Here, oh, take a, this back. That's a dated
1: ref right there. I love it. I love it. Oh, uh, James Shade.
2: Shoved it right through that slot in the door because it was after hours at this point. Right, you know? exactly. Uh, Gods and Generals from James uh, Shade or Shady. Huh.
1: Gods and Generals. I don't know this one.
2: It was a It was a Civil War movie. Anyway. I see. Uh, let me see here. Noah Hubbard says, top of the list is anything from David Lynch. <laughs> I know, Noel. He's pushing your buttons. Uh, He said, I've tried. I know he's brilliant, and his movies do elicit a sense of unease in me, which is clearly part of what he's going for. I just can't seem to enjoy them.
1: I can understand that. Some of them are not, quote, unquote, enjoyable. They're not exactly pleasant. Pictures, you know. Yeah, I'll tell you one that I can't get through and never have been able to get through is Inland Empire. I feel like that's just so over the top. It's a bit of a slog. It's a slog. It's very. I never finished the new series. Uh, I did, uh, and it's and it's good. But um, you know, for a guy like this, I I would I would recommend watching The Straight Story because that shows you, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, David Lynch is actually not just jerking off, you know, over here (laughs) like he's actually can make like very linear, Uh very thoughtfully paced, you know, traditional. Movies, a straight story if it's a straight story but it also still has a lot of his little weird hallmarks in it but they're yeah. just kind
2: of hidden and i really that's why that movie really is fascinating to it's me it's a lovely yeah. film. uh our old pal alex glasnovich says i really wanted to like midsummer but i'm pretty sure it's the worst movie i saw in 2019 i i feel very similarly i think
1: you do too i re, we both really wanted to like i'm it.
2: gonna watch it again yeah because I, I need to, I think
1: I, I will too. And I didn't, I didn't hate it or even dislike it. But it, that that's a great example. Now that I'm, that's one where I walked in fully expecting to be blown away,
2: yeah, and being
1: far underwhelmed,
2: yeah. yeah. Uh, Julia uh, Lurch says, "Drive underwhelmed."
1: Yeah, I love Drive.
2: Uh, I liked it too. Uh, Christopher Watt says, "Add Astra." I have not seen it yet. Mm-hmm. He said, so much squandered potential, I left the theater angry. What is this? Ad Astra, the movie that was just out with Brad Pitt and Tommy Lee Jones, the space movie. Oh. Uh, is it? Is it fiction? Yeah, and, and I think it's uh, what it really is, is a, is a father-son film. Got it. With space as the background, or backdrop. My, Scotty loved it. He's got good taste. Cool. Uh, let's finish up with a few more here. Steve Kredolfer says, Avatar. So does Jason Santamire. I'm with you. Culver Matthews says the Irishman. Uh, Susan Casbar says Bonfire of the Vanities. Hands down the worst big budget flick I've ever seen. And finally, our old friend from Ohio, Gail Kuntz, the Danger Oven, says It Follows. I thought it was dumb as hell. <laughs> I loved It Follows. I did too. Uh, but that's Okay.
1: It's a little bit of a thin conceit, I will agree with, like mm-hmm. the
2: whole premise.
1: But that's sort of what makes it fun, right? It's sort of a very simple device,
2: right? Yeah, the the the, the spooky device, you know. I I quite liked it. I did too, uh, but that's okay, Kunts, because we'll always be pals. Oh, for sure. You got anything else, Noel? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, Noel, here we are, January thirtieth. It's the end of the year. Oh, thanks for another great year. With me in here. Of course, man. Thank you. And uh, thank you to all the movie crushers who support us. Y'all are the best. And all the other shows that you support that we do. Uh, We are very fortunate to have these great jobs. and It's not lost on us. Uh, And uh, as we always say here at the end of the year, um, some people have tough times with these big holidays and things. So reach out to a friend, family member. Jump on our Facebook page. Good people there.
1: Yeah. Hope everyone's
2: going to do well here at the end of the year.
1: That's the thing. I mean, uh, not to put too fine a point on it, but um, everyone has moments where they think that, you know, they would be burdening somebody by reaching out or asking a friend for help or for, uh, you know, helping hand or something. But chances are uh, that is uh, everyone feels that way. So yeah. just like, you know, rekindle old friendships uh, this time of year. Even if you think someone is too busy for you, chances are they think that you think that about them, too. <laughs> so It's a great way to
2: say it. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone. Cheers.
1: For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
2: The Only Way is Through. A new podcast in partnership with iHeartRadio and Under Armour. Players, coaches, and athletes will share intimate and personal stories of performing at the highest level. This season, Notre Dame women's basketball coach Muffin McGraw is battling a losing record.
1: Every game knowing you're supposed to win, that really weighs heavy on your shoulders. And I think I said at one point, wouldn't it be great to be the underdog again? My husband said, be careful what you wish for. And here we are.
2: Listen to The Only Way Is Through. Available now on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Disgraceland, a
0: music and true crime podcast about musicians getting away with murder and behaving very badly, hosted by me, Jake Brennan, is back with season five. And you're not going to want to miss
1: new episodes on Guns N' Roses, Jay-Z, Prince, Ozzy Osbourne, Nipsey Hustle, Run DMC, Selena, The Rolling Stones, and more. You can listen to Disgraceland on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts,
2: or wherever you get your podcasts. Rockerola.